Welcome back to the Renewal Session. I'm your host, Mary Ann, Christian counselor, mom, author, teacher, and speaker. I'm here today with my co-host and ever-faithful friend and daughter, Katie. (laughs) Hi, everybody. I'm Katie. I'm a social worker, dog mom, and part-time podcaster. And here we are. Pretty exciting. Yeah. I'm glad to be back with you. Yeah, it's been a little bit, but we're back in the swing of things. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the last time we talked, you were breaking up with me, and then we didn't do an episode for a minute. Yeah. So it kind of looks like you broke up with me. Yeah, there was no breakup. We were just talking <laughs> about it. I've been over here every day for the last four days. Let's be very honest with the crowd. Yeah, well, no. You well, can't get rid of me that easily. I know, I know. And in fact, today, the funny part is, is we are we are going to be talking today about navigating difficult conversations yeah. within the context of the family relationship. So it's a nice little part two to your setting boundaries. Yeah. But we're actually this time going to look at a technique that both of us became familiar with um, during our training as um, social worker and therapists. Yeah. And so we'll talk about that today. Um, But I got to talk about this this week at a Chamber of Commerce event. They asked me to present. That was super fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. What was that like to present to people like in a a group setting? Because you've done that a few times. But like teaching the skill specifically, was it, did you get any weird reactions? I don't think so. I think, I think a lot of people were interested. I think um, navigating difficult conversations is something that every single one of us could benefit from learning something. Even if you feel like you're pretty good at it. Yeah. Um, there's still always more skills m- to learn. Exactly. Exactly. Totally. So we'll, t- we'll, uh, hit those skills up today. Yeah. So on a scale of one to 10, just out of curiosity, um, how, how good do you think we are at navigating difficult conversations? Like eight out of 10. Really? Yeah. I think there's very minimal, um, misinterpretation. And who's the most excellent in this? Don't lie. I think it's me. I do think you feel like it's you. Wait, you do feel like you think I, what? <laughs> it is I me. I feel like you think it's you. I'm good at this. Yeah. I think, right? No, probably not. <laughs> I'm going to find out in this episode I'm really bad at it, actually, probably. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I feel like we all are good in different ways. Yes. There's four agree. of us in the family. Each of us has a different skill when it comes to handling, you know, like, mom, you're the, the one that wants to actually initiate the processing. Yes. Papa is the one that holds us down steady and regulates everybody's emotions. Yes. I'm the one that helps people set boundaries. Yes. And Jack is the comedic relief. (laughs) (laughs) That's 100% true. Yeah. So I feel like we're all. But I felt like you were reaching with, you were trying to like, crap, I met Jack. I got nothing. What does he offer? And he then you came is, up with something right there at the end. No, but that's true. No, but that is the accurate. Like when everybody's all upset with each other and whatever, Jack's like, what are we even mad about? <laughs> what are we saying right now? Is anybody actually saying anything? Do you like how he's what like a surfer guy? sound like he's sitting in a basement smoking ganja. <laughs> he's from California and he's and he's uh, skateboards on the weekends. <laughs> he does not. He absolutely does not. Yeah. No. But yeah. In, in my in my illustration to the people, he does. So. Yes. 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 It's all good. <laughs> anyway, so one of the skills that we're gonna be t- okay. Holy cow! Watch out. People cough on the podcast. We're keeping it real. <laughs> the sad part is our producing person here didn't even literally did not even try to. He looked up from his phone like, wait, what just happened? 
Yeah, the sound guy is scrolling <laughs> through Instagram. Anyway, so today we're going to be talking about an interpersonal effectiveness skill, which if you're not familiar with therapy techniques, that's why we're here, right? To educate and to provide information. There are different therapy um models and theories that people work based off of. So there's CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy, and then there's dialectical behavioral therapy. There's interpersonal relationships within that dialectical behavioral therapy. Um, So DBT is what that is. And inside of that, there's a category called interpersonal effectiveness. And the entire category of strategies is geared to teach the individual how to have effective conversations So that relates to setting boundaries, having good um, structures for difficult conversations, you know, learning how to express yourself, things like that. So the skill we're going to be talking about today is a larger acronym within the interpersonal effectiveness skills category, and that's called Dear Man. Holy cow. I felt like you were teaching me right now. I was teaching you. That's amazing. That's amazing. And we're going to actually look at the dear man and we're going to think about a difficult conversation that maybe we had and use some of these skills. Yeah. And I am literally putting you on the fly because can you think of the last time that we had a really hard conversation? Like yesterday, maybe? Yeah, I was going to go with yesterday's, but then I thought, oh, she's doing this whole privacy thing. It's a boundary, you know. Right. I have no, to I think that's now. fair. I feel like we can talk about it. I mean, I think it's been far enough removed. Some of you may know that I've, you know, like gone through a spiritual journey of like recreating myself in the past year and a half. And part of that comes with like allowing myself to grieve the past, but then move forward from it. And so there was a conversation yesterday where, you know, the reality of, take steps to move forward in your future that you've built for yourself had to happen. So do I get to unpack that a little bit? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So first off, one of the things that I talked about in my presentation with the chamber of commerce is setting an intention. Yeah. Okay. You, that you have an, an intention for the topic. So the content of what you need to discuss. Sure. And then you have an intention for the relationship. Yep. So I want you to hear me say this. That at any point in which we are talking about anything. Today. Yes. Yeah. You become uncomfortable. Right. That trumps everything. Yeah. So we'll just pause the episode. Everybody is going to be like unaware of what's going on. And I'm just going to say we're going to pause. Like for right now. Mom is muted because she is hacking up a lung. Just so we're all aware she cannot. Clear your throat, woman. That was it. That's all you got? That little pathetic little peef? Okay. (laughs) Here's the thing, Katie. It's a little Frito. It's just stuck right there. Okay, well, I'm hot, so I'm going to take my sweatshirt off. So keep talking. Okay. So I I say that to say, you know, as we unpack, I want to be respectful of the fact that you you want to maintain your privacy. And if we circle back to even what we talked about on the last episode of setting boundaries, what's secret, what's private, right? I really want to respect your privacy, Thank you. So, and I want you to come away feeling like the demonstration, us talking about your, yours and I's conversation yesterday is actually something that still is an encouragement to you. Yeah. um, And that you walk away feeling validated. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I, I set up that intention. It doesn't matter if it's personal or, you know, or professional, I'm setting up the intention because in every difficult conversation, if you do not tell people that they matter going into it, yep. that conversation is already in jeopardy of going the wrong way. 
Right. Right. You have to fortify it before you provide any kind of insight. Oh my gosh, you're so succinct. Amazing. So so succinct. Amazing. Okay, so here's here's a little bit story, and you can interrupt so that way you feel like you want to take ownership where you want to take ownership. Okay. Right, right. So back um, during the pandemic, Katie um, was engaged. Yep. um, And as time went on, it became clear that that relationship was not in the best interest of her, but also not in the best interest of him. Right. And had to make the incredibly painful, difficult decision to call off an almost fully planned wedding. Right. Now, I, I want to make sure that people understand this was not like a runaway bride situation. We're talking a year in advance. She yeah, called we're, it off. We're, we're like really big planners. So it was planned <laughs> within like two months of the engagement. But yes, it was fully planned. It was a pretty big. It was big, within nine was a months. Very of large wedding, decision to make yeah, that. It was a yeah. huge decision that has sent you into a season of, okay, I'm going to rediscover who I am. I never want this to happen again in my life never ever yeah i'm scared of the fact that what you know where was my head and all of that and did i why did i get myself in that situation and and again this is not to say that the person you were with is a bad person because no he's wonderful he's wonderful yeah Yeah. it just wasn't right it just wasn't right and but it caused you to question whether or not you know how to pick people in your life like right. the people you date yeah it definitely made have, me question my picker for yeah. sure and it also made you question whether or not you could ever be excited about the possibility of getting engaged or getting married in the future right and so you're currently in a relationship yep and that relationship appears to have a future attached to it right what what we don't know right but i'm not going anywhere he's not going anywhere he's not going anywhere yeah. right so what do we do with those feelings Exactly. That are left over from the previous relationship when I'm trying to now get excited about this new relationship, which I am excited, but right. there's also backstory feelings about it. And as you, as any constant listener knows, right, yeah. that we end up, you and I end up in these conversations sometimes that you're not ready to have, but I want to have, yeah. or vice versa. Right. So yesterday was one of those days where... Uh, I, where were the boys? The boys were somewhere. We had gone kayaking and they decided to nap. That's right. So, so we got to talking because we yeah. were making bruschetta. Exactly. And <laughs> as we do. As we often do. Yeah. And I I just decided yeah. that I was going to have to say something to you about this because I've watched you hold yourself back. From being now excited. Yeah. For over two plus years right. of time. Right. Yeah. I think we determined that recently it's in two years, yeah. In two years, yeah. since what would have been the wedding. Right. So, and during that two years, I have allowed myself, just as a back reference, I have allowed myself to really recreate myself. I've had gastric bypass surgery since then. I've lost 120 pounds since the end of that relationship. I've moved back home to Chicago. I kept my dog and was a single dog mom for two years. I moved into an apartment with my cousin, which, you know, that's been a whole process in myself of living on my own and like not living with family. Well, she's my family, but like, you know, being self-sufficient and and building and building my sense of security in myself has been the primary focus for the last year and a half. And so I haven't really allowed myself to think past that stage because I was just so unstable 
at the end of that relationship that I needed to just feel like I had my footing underneath me. Exactly. Yeah. And so I, it, in an attempt to be sensitive to that, but yeah. also desiring to wake you up and say, okay, been here, done this. Right. Like we're, I get that you've done all of this massive, massive work, but it's okay for you to be excited yeah. about your future. Right. Whatever that looks like. Right. And, and I have been on the journey and with you in all of those things and tried to really keep my mouth shut the be- to the best of my ability. Right. So it felt like a really risky thing just to say to you, okay, are we done? Are done we- with what? Because I don't think the people yeah. know. Are we done with this season of... I, I made, you know, I made this decision and I'm going to make, I'm going to hold myself back. Can we just be free to love? Can we just be free to be excited? Can we allow you? Well, and I think I didn't want to hurt your feelings because I didn't want to invalidate what you were feeling. So here's how we went about this to circle back to the dear man. Okay. So let's explain what dear man is, because I do think it's helpful to have the acronym. Well, I'm going to do it like the words. Oh, okay. Good. Give give them the words for each letter. Yes, I will. Okay. Okay. So the first, the first letter is D, right? So it's about describe. So when you're going into a difficult conversation as we were about to yesterday. Oh, we did. Yes. My goal (laughs) was not to make judgment. Yeah. Right? Because that's the key. You have to describe what's going on. So it's very objective. Okay. So I'm going to lead with facts and no judgment. So the fact that I led with is, Katie, you have been grieving that relation, that previous relationship now for over two and a half years. Right. I have watched you be cautious You've been cautious, right? So I'm I'm leading with a fact. It's been two and a half years that you've been processing that breakup. Right. You, I am now leading with the fact that you have been, you know, apprehensive to move forward. Yes. It appears, right, that you are excited about where you currently are in life. Right. So those were the descriptors that we came in with. Yep. Right, they were facts. Then it becomes the E. E is all about expressing, and it's expressing what you feel about the sw- situation you just described. Mm-hmm. I is how you always lead, not yep. you. Yeah, right. So you're going to make I statements. I feel like you're holding yourself back, and it's time to break free. Yep. I feel sad because I don't want one season of your life to define the whole of your life. Right. I feel like you have done a tremendous amount of work on yourself Mm -hmm. and I want for you to get the reward of all that time and just be able to experience it. Yep. Right? That's the eyes. Now, some people might be like, well, I would rather see this demonstrated in a fight, but here's what I need you to understand. If I had not stuck with this dear man kind of as I, as we were unpacking it, that it would have turned into a fight. Yeah. The reason it didn't turn into a fight and cause us to shut down was because... I, I felt w- so validated. You felt so validated. Because I thought by you starting off with acknowledging that that was a really hard season for me to go through, 
you were acknowledging that yes, all of your pain is valid, all of your embarrassment about the situation, all of your like re- regrets and shame that you feel are val like those were valid feelings. Mm-hmm. But then the conversation progressed into those are all valid feelings, and we get to move forward. Yes, which is the A. Yeah, which is the assertion, right? So I've gone. I've I've described the scenario. I've told you what I feel. And now I'm going to assert just as clearly, simply as possible yep. what it is I want to come from this conversation. Right. Right. My assertion was I want you to allow yourself to be really excited about your future and the possibilities of this relationship. Yeah. Right. I, I want you to walk away and feel empowered to to go and love again yeah fully yeah right and by telling you what i what i wanted from you it also allowed you the moment to kind of go i want that too 100 percent. well it gave me the permission to feel that because i think some of it you know when you're i don't know if anybody was listening has ever gone through this or like maybe a divorce would be you know a similar situation but like to go through the public embarrassment is what I felt, even though I chose that and I and I was the one to do the breakup. There was like a public statement made of like that happened. And so the hardest part about it for me was I was embarrassed towards you guys. Like I was I didn't feel like I could talk about what my future would look like with another person because I had put you guys through so much with that like having to pull me out of that situation, move back home. Like it was like a lot. And so I think that part of that embarrassment went away when you gave me permission to get excited again. Yes. I hope so. Yeah. No, it I did. So. It did. And I and and the R in this is really about pointing out the benefits of granting my request. Mm. Right. Just think, Katie, you get to be giddy again. Yeah. You get to have rose colored glasses again. Yeah, you get yeah. all of these things, and and those aren't the things that you don't have to get rid of them because yeah. the reality is you did do the hard work, and you did make the hard call. I mean, I can remember you saying at one point a comment was thrown your way by your ex yep. of, you know, people just don't call off their engagements, Right. Right. And your response, or at least I don't know that your response to him in that moment, but I know yeah. us behind the scenes for sure, we have said, right, but how many people end up divorced? Right. So I was trying saving us to both say the heartache. To you, yeah. Yeah. Trying to say to you, Katie, I understand. It might be true. A lot of people don't. I don't know. I don't know if anybody takes a statistic on that. Right. Right. But I do know this, that the heartache that is caused by divorce yeah is so significant and if you already have doubts going in yeah then i mean it was something that was really painfully loving to the both of you yeah right because that frees him to go get a really get in a relationship that fully is what he wants in life absolutely yeah right and and i think that took me a really long time to realize yeah. It took me a very long time to not feel like the villain, to not feel like 
I had led him on or, you know, I think that it took me a long time to come to the realization of like, actually there's nothing kinder I could have done. Yeah. Because it was a very clean break and it was to preserve both of us. And I think, you know, that's the hard part is just getting to those realizations takes a lot of time. So you're sitting with your own feelings and your own head waiting for those realizations. Well, and I would add, and I know this isn't what the topic of the, you know, podcast episode is. No, but I do think that. But let me say this. This is something to learn too. I think even the fact that you spent two and a half years processing what happened, what went on, all all of the ins and outs, the grief, the anger, the frustration, the letting go, all of it. You took all of this time to do that so that you would not bring it forward. Yeah. And in some weird way, like for you to actually say, I I really, really loved, I really believed that I was going to live a life with this man. Yeah. And I got to figure out how, what happened that I didn't. Yeah. And I think you did all of that hard work. You didn't run away from it. Yeah. And that now you're a different woman completely. Yeah, totally. And, and I mean, physically, it's time spiritually, to just like yeah. totally embrace her and run with her. Yeah. Instead of live, live as if you're not trustworthy when actually you did all the work to prove to yourself and to everybody else that you are trustworthy. Yeah. You totally. Know, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that, you know, I, I knew that at some point this topic would come to the podcast. Right. And so this has been happening behind the scenes for two years now. Um, you know, when we first started the podcast, I was living in Memphis. I was living with him. Yeah. So I was still doing the podcast, but it was like on these like, I think I did it on my computer in the closet or something like that. In the car a lot. Or in the car a lot. Yeah. So I was a different person when that started. Right. And then we took a little bit of a break um, when I moved and different things. And the podcast has kind of ebbed and flowed throughout that. But I think that's been something I've been dealing with personally for the past two years. So I knew that it would come to the podcast at some point, And I'm grateful that it's coming at this point. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm grateful that I'm not trying to process this in the middle of it and actively like pouring my heart out with all the embarrassment and whatever. Because I do think there there has been a profound amount of embarrassment for me about it. But I think hearing, and that's the benefit of Dear Man, right? Is when you set it up with validation first, the person that's on the receiving end often walks away feeling like, wow, that was such a supportive way to call me out. Yes. And I think that's what you did yesterday was you called me out lovingly and said, okay, we're done being sad. Like you've done all the work. There's no more processing to do. And it's okay to move forward. forward. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that was very like I needed that, but I wasn't going to ask for it. But if I had not used the, the acronym, right. What would have happened is I could have potentially responded to you out of just the frustration of walking through life with you and, and it's still being talked about. Right. Well, and the irony is it actually isn't being talked about. It's just impacting, you know, your, I can sense as your mom, you holding yourself back from something. Right. Right. So I think I could have had, it could have looked like, okay, are we done? Yeah. Like, can we just be done? 
Just be excited. I got it. I got got it. Fine. You're in a new relationship. Just be excited about this one. What's the big deal? Right. Right. It could have been totally like, I'm sick of listening to you. Wah, wah, wah. So are we just going to do this forever? Is this what we're doing? Right. Which I'm not going to lie. You have instincts towards that. I know you do. You're hiding yourself back. You're holding yourself back. No, I had to go through my own journey to get to the place where I was speaking to you with the respect that you deserved. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people don't don't understand, which is the second half mm-hmm. of the dear man, right? right? And that is the words mindful, appear confident, and negotiate, mm-hmm. right? I have to be mindful about what's going on in me. Yeah. Mindfulness, often people will be like, it's all about noticing. And it is. But what you're noticing, you have to control if it ain't good. Right. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. do a whole lot of good to have insight right. about your negative reactions. If it ain't good. If you ain't going to fix it. If you ain't going to fix it. <laughs> so yeah. I, you have to be willing to be mindful and be present with yourself. Yeah. Well, and this is interesting, too. So this paper that you printed off... Um, just if anybody's interested in it, it was written by Marsha Linehan, the skill of dear, dear man was because she's a leader in DBT therapy. But some of them will say instead of mindful, appear confident and negotiate, some of them will say acceptance. Mm. So the idea then would be be mindful walking into the relationship with, or into the conversation, what you're bringing to the table, but also what that person's bringing to the table. Yes. So be mindful of where each person's coming from when the conversation is happening. You knew that you had a certain set of thoughts and you expected that I had a certain set of thoughts. And so you took both of those into account when presenting the information. And that's exact. that's an incredibly point part important part of being wise about how you discuss things with people. Right. Because if you are only coming into the conversation from your perspective, right. Especially in a parent child or a spousal yeah. relationship, a spousal, a spousal yeah. relationship <laughs> that yeah. you you really do have to hold. Yeah. Both. How do I experience this? What's yeah. my perspective and what might be their perspective? Right. Like if you're trying to have a conversation with somebody and their house is on fire, how, you're going to have that conversation differently than a person holding a match. Correct. You know? I don't know. I don't understand where you're going with that. Right. Like you might have like a more aggressive approach. This is a crisis moment. We need to have oh. this conversation. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> Sorry. Yeah. But then like I'm a person saying, with a match, what? you're like, hey, man, I want to put that out. You know, why are we carrying matches? Let's not carry matches. <laughs> the other person, though, you're going to be like, holy crap, give me a bucket. Right. I'm going to help you. I'm going to get in here with you. This is not good. Right. Blah, so you blah, have blah. to be able to assess what is going yeah. on and how is your delivery need to be adjusted in order to address it. Right. Because you having this conversation with me two years ago would have been completely out of left field, not not appropriate timing to have the conversation because right. I was so in the thick of processing the emotions. Correct. But you waited it out. You were patient with me. You were mindful about when I would best receive it, when would be a good time, and right. then you chose that appropriately. And and it really is about, you know, great communicators, what they will say is they will lead with the attributes of another person that they see mm. that are positive. Yeah. Right? Nobody wants to go into a conversation and hear negative, negative, negative. That's why you have to set the intention at the beginning to communicate to a person, hey, just so you know, I I have a goal for the topic, but I have a goal for us. Yeah, totally. And my my goal for us is for us to come out feeling respected by the other person. Yeah. Seen, 
heard, understood, and acknowledged are the four primary things that I think everybody wants to experience. If I, as your mother, can lead, go into a hard conversation with you or go into a hard conversation with your dad and, and demonstrate that I see you, I hear you, I understand you, and I acknowledge you. Yeah. Guess what? Now we're allies. Yep. We're, on we're the same in this team. together. It's about I get you. Yeah. Not just about I love you. Yeah. And when people effective, when we really take a moment and recognize, like, I have so much power. Yeah. In what I say. And I want that power to be used to benefit the relationship. Mm-hmm. I I will then take the time to slow down what I need to say and not react. Yeah. Right. Totally. And so I appreciate that you say we're like, what did you say? Like an eight out of 10. Eight out of 10 this. Yeah. I want to make it really clear though. It did not always go this way. Oh no. It was a solid this four is, when I was in college. Uh, I was not. Yeah. I was not very four. cooperative. I take ownership of it. I was yeah. a brat yeah. for sure. I, I think, I think it was just, you know, we didn't have, the insight as a family unit either yeah um that we now have about each other yeah and i but i think why we have the res- why we have like the relationship we have and the reason you can land out at 8 out of a 10 yeah is actually because we've taken the time to get to know each other yeah totally. and that's another piece that isn't included in the dear man right but is a part of it right is this idea of maybe i don't know everything yeah about you so why don't you help me understand you better well and that is the part of the n right and yeah. in, in man is the negotiate part yeah is that you know like for instance when we were having this discussion yesterday there was a lot of emotions in it for me yes and i was able to rally to the point of feeling like okay yeah i can dream oh my gosh like mom's just freed me of all of my embarrassment this is an open topic now like i'm excited this is like holy cow I'm, i can dream again because i i notoriously my entire life have been a like excessive dreamer i have planned out the entire appalachian trail have i hiked it once no no well i hiked a mile of it and then i got tired of it (laughs) did we tell that on the podcast yeah i think at one point we did but i i i would dream about having tiny houses and i would write out floor plans for them i would dream about having a craft room and i would start collecting little beads and and things and i I dreamed of being a geologist at one point and i put a bunch of rocks into a step stool that was my collection Yeah, but anyway, I've been a dreamer my whole life. So the fact that I have been spending two years being an analytical thinker and planning out my entire life really was different. And so you saying, Katie, it's okay to dream again, hit a hit a big heart nerve for me, right? And, and gave me, I know, don't make me cry, but gave me permission to like go back to being myself. And like I rebuilt myself and now I get to enjoy bringing my old self into it feeling safe. Yes. And like, that's an, a good place to be at. But the negotiation part was, okay, Katie, you're free to dream now. Okay, great, mom. I will dream for two hours. Yes. And then I hit a wall. Like, okay, I'm done. Like, I, I just need to get back into it slowly, take my time. I'm not going to sit here and dream at end on end for six hours, you know, or like yes. plan or think or whatever. So I think that for me, that negotiation piece of, okay, we had the hard, hard conversation, I allowed myself to dream, but I also need to like take a breather. Yes. That negotiation was good. 
Yes. Yeah. And what was good for me is that I was learning that you still were able to be a dreamer. And I've been doing it in secret. <laughs> I have been dreaming love, in secret. I love how you say it was a secret now versus yeah. privacy. It was private. It no, was it private. wasn't. It was a secret. It was a secret. <laughs> it was a straight up secret. Yeah. But I. But I'm. Gl- I'm glad that uh, you felt freed. Yeah. You know, totally. and I'm sure that there are many more conversations that we will have. Yeah. That will be challenging. Yeah. Going forward in life, but uh, but I also think for letting us talk about this today. Yeah. No, I think it was good, but I do think that everybody has their own kind of dear man situation. So this tool. What's so wonderful about it, the describing, expressing, asserting, and reinforcing is such a good model for advocating for boundaries, for talking to your boss about your current position in your company, for talking to your neighbor about, hey, your trash can has been out for six days. I'm going to describe that your trash can has been out since last Tuesday. I'm going to express that that makes me really mad. I'm going to assert that you should bring your fucking trash can in. (laughs) I apologize. (laughs) Wow, that went ahead and scheduled I'm just there. Saying, I'm sorry. We're to put a little e explicit. I'm sorry. My bad. Okay, <laughs> you're good. Anyway, we're real on this podcast, and then I'm going to reinforce that that would be really great. <laughs> sorry. Anyway, you're so hilarious. but you can use this in all life situations, and I think that's the beauty yes. of it, right? Is that it can be applied to all different kinds of things. A hundred percent. Yeah, and and I think it's important to remember too that sometimes <laughs> that in just the came out so naturally. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm worked up about somebody's trash can. I don't even have neighbors with trash cans. I'm in an apartment. We just stick our bags right. out by the door. I think you just had a little. I just had a moment. A moment. A little it's spice. Hey, okay. it's not the first time I've heard it. Yeah. This is, and it won't <laughs> be the last, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> and like you said, we're real as we're real as real could be. Yeah. But I, I, I do. I'm glad you use that example because you know not everybody's going to have a daughter that's had to go through um, what you've had to go through. But also, if um, you have, because there are probably yes. people that are listening to this podcast that weren't expecting to hear about this so this may trigger some stuff if you've been divorced or if you've walked through the same path of breaking off an engagement or have a engagement broken off like it is a hard experience yeah and it and, was a very hard experience and I you think, to watch as a mom yeah. too because you were having to do something for the first time as a as a full-fledged adult that I couldn't rescue you from well and you had yeah. no example of you hadn't been through it exactly so walking through that was kind of challenging because yeah. you you hadn't had you didn't have personal experience it's not like you were right. trying to teach me how to put on a bra because you've done it your whole life you know like this was something new that you had never done before so I yeah yeah so I had to use a dear man yep <laughs> and it worked <laughs> so uh, yeah absolutely I highly recommend it for yeah. everyone I think you know taking the time to really be thoughtful about how you want to address people in difficult situations actually is a huge way to regulate your emotions and, and really decide what is the value added to saying some of these things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, not a lot of people take the time to really say, how do I do this? Well, yeah. And this is a tool that allows for you to do a difficult conversation about as well as you could do it. Yeah. Or at least give you, or at least give you structure to build off of a hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Totally. All right. So we'll be back sooner than weeks. We went on vacation. We did a lot of things. So now we're back. We've been busy. I know, but thanks again. Yeah. I love you. Love you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for tuning in everybody. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye.